how you been great super good um i just wanted to like start by asking um you know i know you've been doing either like a lot of uh, uh production music um i know that's been your thing for a while yeah right um i just wanted to like know like is there a process that you enjoy about making music or um is there a part that like fucking like you just dread um oof. great question um i mean i love i guess the part that i love is like i love working with artists and kind of just like i think my favorite part is figuring out like kind of where they're at mm-hmm. like uh creatively like whether it's like the music they're listening to the emotions that they've been feeling lately um you know kind of just like where they're at like whether it's emotionally or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. um i like kind of figuring that out and then translating that into like the music that we're going to be making i think that's like one of my favorite things i like catching up with the artist and um figuring out like what we're going to do from there which is like super cool mm-hmm. um is there a part that you think is like the most tedious part or you let somebody else do that <laughs> tedious i would say like probably vocal recording and like um like vocal engineering and then like mixing and mastering i i have like bad adhd so it's like hard for me to sit in a chair for <laughs> for yeah, hours for and sure. stare at a screen for hours and um yeah i catch myself like hating um i don't hate it but it's it's just it's i'd prefer not to do it when it comes to vocal engineering and mixing and mastering because it, it does take a lot of patience and a lot of you sitting in a chair in front of a screen for hours so mm-hmm. i think that's like my least favorite but i mean all of it's cool though you mm-hmm. know it's and, chill. and for like the people that are involved in you know a, a lot of things that you do like are, are there certain people that uh that help you a lot with that process like is there people that you go to for that yeah um so before um before i moved into this like place where i'm at right now um a lot of the work that i was doing like i was producing a lot for artists and i would get it mixed and mastered a lot with um andrew at audio grove mm-hmm. um he was doing a lot of like our mixing and mastering a lot of our vocal engineering vocal recording for artists um so that was really helpful like it kind of took a lot of the weight off my shoulders and kind of um made the process a lot smoother and then being able to work with him so closely was nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to go over to his studio, kind of just working from there and working hand in hand was like really helpful. And as of lately, um, I moved into a house and a studio with, um, AB who's, I mean, my roommate and also I guess like my, my partner when it comes to like music and everything, we work on almost mm-hmm. everything together. Um, how many, uh, how many projects have you guys worked on together? Oof. And it can either be singles or even like yeah, solid albums. Albums and singles total probably more than like ten plus projects, um, mm. and a lot of it is like you know commercial work, whether it's like just you know clients coming in asking for for vocal recording, or a lot of it's also just like passion projects, mm-hmm. um, whether it's like us DJing or us uh, just producing for artists and close friends of ours, like it's it's a lot of that and um yeah so like as of lately he's been doing a lot of the mixing and mastering a lot of the vocal engineering and we kind of like um we work really well together obviously i mean we're really good friends like before all of that we're really good friends and so it it helps a lot whenever it comes down to work and like music um being able to work with him just because it's it's so smooth we live in the same house Mm -hmm. so it makes it a lot easier to kind of get stuff done 
um is there do you ever recall like a, a moment where um i'm sure musicians go through these moments where the music feels so like in in them in a sense mm -hmm. do you have you ever had like either like jamming sessions you're like i remember that day you know that day was like a good day Oof. yeah definitely i mean hmm you know there is actually probably most recent um it wasn't that recent but it was probably a few months ago we had a really good jam sesh with um marcus his mm -hmm. artist name is hi marcus um really cool jam session with that um i was playing drums i think he was on guitar and bass um or marcus was on guitar maybe was on bass that was really cool um we got like a really cool demo out of that and that's like a lot of fun but ab and i've had a ton of jam sessions with like mm -hmm. other artists um here and there and like all of those jam sessions are really memorable just because it's it's a lot of fun and being able to like get away from sitting in front of the computer and producing on the computer and mm -hmm. kind of just getting to like you know live sessions yeah live sessions and instrumentation is like really fun and drums has always been drums was like those are the that was the first instrument i ever learned to play um and honestly like the only instrument i know how to play but um, um that's no dude got me honestly music, so. like people who do drums insane like i yeah, i don't know how good that internal clock is for you to <laughs> it's crazy it's 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 a lot of fun and it's like i'm by no means like that good or anything but um it's always like super fun being able to get into it and jamming out with ab and stuff because he kills it on guitar kills it on bass mm -hmm. um so it's always a blast whenever we get to jam out with other people and stuff so that's mm -hmm. always really cool yeah that project was pretty good the the high marcus project right that yeah. was pretty good no that was crazy it was, so that was all <laughs> that was all marcus that, produced by him mm -hmm. recorded by him like he single-handedly did that and uh, ab did a lot of like the post-production and helped out with a lot of that stuff though but that was such a great project yeah mm -hmm. yeah i had a lot of fun listening to that and i mean in the sense like i see that you guys i see that you're working with like a lot of these people and mm -hmm. you know i I, I for from a person that's outside looking in, I, I really, I really gravitate what you guys are doing, mm -hmm. because it I I really like this atmosphere atmosphere that you're creating yeah. here in the valley. I really like that there's starting to become this hub of people that are coming out and actually wanting to put work in. For sure, yeah. You know, because I I know previously in the past I'm sure you've heard it before where people look down on oh yeah, that guy, valley rapper. Yeah, that person, no, Valley yeah. rapper, SoundCloud yeah. rap. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, for sure. For and sure. I think back then it just created this really bad, like toxic environment. Yeah. But I'm glad that you guys are bringing it up to where a lot of like real works being put into place. Yeah, for sure, know? for sure. And it, it definitely, I take a lot of pride in that. And like, um, looking back to like where I started and I guess like the scene down here, compared to like what it is now and all the. Obviously, it's been a lot of like ups and downs, you know, just mm -hmm. like everything. But um, it's it's super cool to see like kind of the community we've been able to build and um, um, like seeing everyone's musical career or even it's almost transcended it, or it, it definitely has transcended music in the way that we've met so many people that not only do music, but do, you know, visual arts, do, um, uh, you know, photography, painting, drawing, mm -hmm. video work, um modeling dancing singing like all that stuff is like it's it's so cool that it's transcended just music you know mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of it's it's really cool to see that the community has grown to like what it is now and 
to know that it's still super it's still so young mm-hmm. and I can't even imagine where it's going to be in the next five, 10, 15 years, you know? So I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, where everything's going to go. I think that's going to be cool. Was there ever a moment um, in anything that you're doing artistic where you felt mm, not in a, like in a sense, like closed off. Was there ever a moment where, cause I'm sure artists mm-hmm. go through this, like, I call it the dark age. Yeah. But I like, was there ever a moment of that for you? And was there like, was there a moment where you felt that you needed to like get out of whatever was happening to do what you want to do? Or like, I think, Cause I know for some people it's either like a certain, like a series of events or sometimes it can even be within themselves where with like, even like, even for me, yeah, I think I've definitely had a couple of those moments and a lot of it has been kind of like external where in the sense where it's like it's been the people that have either been around or just like, um, no, yeah, mostly like the people that have been around. And so like when I started making music, I started making music with a specific group of people and um, there was a point where I had to kind of just cut all those people off. And so that was like a huge turning point for me and a huge realization too, where you know, I realized what I was doing wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And I was kind of being influenced by like the people around me. Um, and so it took me a while to kind of get back into uh, music from there, you know, because for me, it's always been music. And so um, taking a break from that and then kind of finding that passion again took a while. But I mean, it definitely like it was good. I think it was a great step and it was like mm-hmm. as can I cuss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go for like, it. Can I cuss? As shitty as like that, that felt, um, it was really nice to get back into it. And I'm super thankful for like AB and, um, Joseph and, uh, Hoel who kind of helped me get out of that in the moment. And so, you know, thankful for that for sure. Just cause, uh, that's when like we started like December and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so that was cool. And then after that, it was kind of like, um, we did that for a bit, um, ran with, um, the Messiah group for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then kind of leaving that was another kind mm-hmm. of the same moment, you know? And are there things that, what's like a couple things you've learned along the way that you can like tell someone like mm-hmm. that wants to do what you're doing or pursue that passion? Hmm. Like what's one tip you can give someone or. Yeah. Um, I think definitely is like one of them is there's no rush whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think when I started, I had this huge like feeling of, um, what's the word? Just, I, I felt like I was in such a rush to like get things going and mm-hmm. make a name for myself and like figure everything out. And, you know, I realized I was like, yo, I'm, stupid young i'm stupid you know like so it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah i i need to give myself time to grow and that that's only going to translate to my art too mm-hmm. um and, and i think that comes with age too yeah because i uh i always I, i've always like found like interviews of you know people who are passionate about like the the work they're putting out whether it just be photography design music mm-hmm. And they always say that, like, when you start, you're going to want to make everything big. You want to be bigger than life, you know. But over the years, they've learned that, you know, things do take time. 
yeah, yeah things take time for for, sure. for a lot of things to happen and even a lot of things happen in your life yeah. external outside of what you want you know mm-hmm. and you know it's really like it's heartwarming to see these people be who they are now because mm-hmm. of the work they put in during this time yeah mm-hmm. for sure no definitely definitely and I, like I, I'm gonna live by that you know my whole life is it takes time and like whatever you want to do and whatever you want to get good at it's gonna take time and there's no rush like um you know that i think that's like as simple as that sounds that's really as simple as it is mm-hmm. you know just take time don't rush it there's no pressure um it's in my opinion it's always going to be like you versus you mm-hmm. you know there's no one there shouldn't be like any sort of like outside force kind of like dictating where you're going to go or what you're going to do mm-hmm. um it should just be you and kind of however you want to take it you know yeah i really like that and you know, uh, seeing what you guys are doing now, it's uh, it's beautiful to see. Like, it's really, it's heartwarming to see good people, you know, doing big things here. Because mm-hmm. I feel that the Valley's going, had been through this drought almost. Yeah. You know, like, we, we've gotten a lot of, like, voices here and there. You know, you get a, you get a couple famous, like, Mexican artists and yeah. people do, like, go big, you know. But for a large while felt like I don't know like people didn't like respect the scene in a way but mm-hmm. I'm glad that a lot of people are coming to you know being inspired and yeah coming yeah, to these and I, I love it and it's I love seeing new faces yeah too. for sure it's crazy new faces popping up and I feel like in the past like I want to say like three four years it's just been like like so many new people have been coming up and up and up and it's it's really cool to see and to be a part of some of that and even for some of it to just like watch it happen like it's it's so i think it's just it's awesome to see i love that and i love that people are feel comfortable again to you know really pursue what they want to do and not only with music too it's like i feel like a lot of like even the art scene kind of died down for a while Mm. for a few years and i remember when when i was younger like the art walk and McAllen used to be huge. It used oh, to be dude. so huge. And now it's like it, there was a while where there was nothing going on. Like you would go, I think, what is it? The first Friday of every month or mm-hmm. something like that. It used to yeah, be crazy. I, I remember like, that. Yeah. And, and now it's you see nothing uh, mm-hmm. down that whole art walk and that whole area of McAllen. But it's slowly but surely starting to pop up again. And I'd love to see that. And I love to, you know, I have so many friends that are artists that benefit so much from like a community like that. Mm-hmm. a community like that so it's like it, it's just it's awesome to be able to see mm-hmm. something like that grow like right in front of your eyes back up again you know mm-hmm. it's super cool and it is there is there like a person who really influ- like influenced the like what you wanted to do like mm-hmm. it, was there ever creative influences that were like i want to be a drummer or mm-hmm. i, I want to be this person you don't have to be a person, you know, you can be yourself, but you know, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I, I think growing up, um, it was a lot of like, so my mom's an artist and she's an amazing painter, amazing artist. Um, and kind of seeing her like growing up, seeing her do her own thing. She's always taught her whole life. She's, she's always been an art teacher, but mm-hmm. on the side, seeing her do her own thing and seeing her in galleries and all that stuff, like it's just always been super inspiring to me. And I think I, I took a lot from that and kind of translated is, it into my music. And is your mom a full-time 
she's she, right now she's a full time like art teacher. Cool. So she used to teach here in in the valley. Now she's in San Antonio, but um, I mean she also has like a lot of private collectors. She's starting to get into galleries over there in San Antonio now, which is like super awesome to see. It's mm. it's so crazy, and um, yeah, I think I took a lot of inspiration from her. Um, when it comes to like just art in general and like creating mm-hmm. and just being a creative. Um, but when specifically when it comes to music, um, shoot, I think, so I got into drums like pretty young. I was maybe like in sixth grade. So I was like little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the first people I got really into just kind of funny thinking about it. Like in sixth grade, I was listening to this, but um, the drummer from Slipknot, Joey Jordison, mm-hmm. RP just passed away not too long ago. But um, yeah, like seeing videos of him drumming and everything was so sick. It was mm-hmm. just one of the coolest things ever. And so that really got me into drumming um, pretty young. And so that's that was kind of like my introduction into music. Mm-hmm. That and like band in like middle school. So what'd you play? Uh, oof. I got started on the bass clarinet. Just, that's sick yeah okay basically it was cool and then in high school i moved to a different high school and i lied to them and told them that i've been in percussion all three <laughs> years before and so um ended up making the drum line like that year so that was kind of cool <laughs> that was pretty dope but uh because that's what i've always wanted to play mm-hmm. you know drums was like everything but um yeah bass clarinet for a while so so you just was you just like yeah i don't know what they're doing yeah you hear them playing notes you're like i don't know what they're doing i'm a drummer (laughs) literally literally (laughs) but um, that's crazy that's that was kind of like the introduction i think Mm -hmm. on the just overall creative side it was definitely a lot of like just my mom influencing me growing up and then um, the music that you listened to mm -hmm. that influenced you doing music what was it a lot of um growing up it was a lot of like rock a lot of um whether it was like Spanish rock or even just just regular rock, mm-hmm. um, it was just yeah like a lot of classic rock. Growing up, my mom was like a huge fan of all that, and so it was a lot of um, that growing up. And then once I kind of got to middle school, high school, it was a lot of rap, mm-hmm. ton of rap. You know, got introduced to like um, Lil Wayne growing up, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I think the first rap song i ever heard was a lil wayne song i think it was john by lil wayne featuring rick ross I that's just, a good like, song remember it vividly that's and a good song such a great song and that album and is so good i agree i think i don't know what it is i can't i don't know if i like should thank like my cousins or what but you know the music that they were listening to i'm glad that i got a, like a, yeah, a piece of that because for sure you know my cousins would go on either like uh like limewire or honey bear and get these get like all those, albums yeah, all the rips and, and stuff, yeah. i'll be like okay you know this is pretty good you Fuck know because yeah. <laughs> i know youtube didn't have this is when youtube was going through the we're writing lyrics about everything yeah we're gonna do lyrics for each song yeah so some of the songs weren't out yet so you just had to torrent a lot of them figure it out yeah through limewire and all that i remember that too like my sister was doing a lot of that and so i definitely got a little bit of like a taste of that growing up too mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's kind of what it was it was just a lot of like cool. rap it turned in it started with a lot of rock turned into a lot of rap and kind of funny enough like it went back to like a lot of kind of got into like uh the hardcore scene down here started going to a lot more shows down here um did you ever have like a first show where it was like you you had like a spot to play or did um like did you first ever have... show mm-hmm. so the first show i went to was it was an f triple six show which was like um that ended up being like the group that i was 
uh, started making music with when I started making music. Um, Mm -hmm. But before we started working together, I went to one of their shows and it was cool. It had like a couple rap performances from like local artists and I had a couple bands in there too, like hardcore bands, which was like something I hadn't really seen before. It was Mm kind of dope to see that um, at least here in the Valley. Like that was, it was different to me. It was fresh to me. Um, So that was cool. And then met the guys there um and then started working with them and started playing shows started playing other nine five triple six shows with them started recording music with those guys and so yeah that was kind of like my introduction to the scene over there uh or at least down here in the valley um yeah it was really and cool. it was chill like for i know there's like different like scenes in mcallen mm-hmm. uh, obviously sure. um I know there. I know for a moment the hardcore scene was going like, I don't know. There was like a lot of shit happening. Yeah. Where. I, f- I feel yeah. like it. It never. It kind of. Oh, I don't know. At least now I'm. I'm not like involved with it like literally at all. So it's like kind of seeing it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it didn't really come back from like everything that happened and like, you know, there was a lot of allegations a lot of um just shitty people all around you know and so um and and like covid happened and it just like completely fell off like and i'm starting to see it like come back slowly but it's i don't know it's just i feel like it's different now you think there was like a hard reset on that yeah like there was i feel like there was a huge reset and so i think now it's like i don't know i kind of want to i i I don't know. I have like no, like I'm no one to like speak on like the hardcore scene here. Like mm-hmm. I, by any means. So just, you know, kind of barely being a part of it when I was younger and just like being a part of those shows and then kind of for the moment that you were there. Yeah. And then, um, just kind of seeing what it is now. Like it, it definitely changed a lot from what I've seen, you know, but I, I, I need to kind of just go and check out like one of these shows one of these days and just check it out see how everything is going because yeah i I think Mm. and i think that goes for everything that goes Mm -hmm. for the art scene the hardcore scene just the culture yeah the culture down here took a huge hit after the pandemic and Mm -hmm. it just before look i'm not gonna same thing here you know i haven't been part of this scene for amount of times that i'm sure other people have that where they've started their own clubs or they started their own like yeah from the bottom up like yeah. I, i'm not taking away from like any of that yeah but just seeing that all a lot of this stuff happened like at an early age you know it it i mean it's not healthy you yeah know? it's not course, healthy to be experiencing these things at a, such yeah, a young age all that stuff but yeah like for, for a moment just felt like you know like going to these shows felt like a lot of work does that make sense yeah yeah definitely it was kind of like at least for me it kind of turned into like a there was so much anxiety around like oh am i gonna see this person am i gonna we bleep stuff all out yeah you know so um it was a lot of that and so there was a lot of anxiety behind that and we're not wanting to run into the same into a certain crowd or a certain person or just anything like that and there was a lot of anxiety behind like you know that feeling and so that kind of sucked but um yeah i mean i think i think everyone's like 
like you said, like we were all pretty young around that time. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people grew a lot and a lot of people, you know, I think the scene and like the culture down here has gotten a lot. It just feels like a lot safer of a space mm-hmm. now. Obviously, like there's still going to be some shitty ass people out there. There's From always going to be there. shitty people. Just got to weed them but, out. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just got to weed them out. Get them the fuck out of here. And Excuse me. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think the space and like the, the culture down here has gotten, I think it feels a lot safer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I hope, I, I think from my perspective, it definitely, it feels like it's a lot more inclusive, a lot more, um, friendly, a lot more yeah. inviting. So I, I think, I think that's cool. Um, growing up, did you ever have, I'm sure everybody went through like, you know, the iPod MP3 phase. Sure. What were the top three songs that Ooh. were on that bitch? Mine were stupid, but mine were Power, Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Good um, song. Great song. I remember at the time my mom was like, you're a Christian, so you're going to listen to Christian rock. So there was a yeah. little bit of uh, like Firefly in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And maybe... Maybe like a couple, like one Drake song and a good like yeah. couple Wayne songs. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I think, so my first iPod ever was an iPod Shuffle. You know, the little one without like the screen. What color did you have? Blue. That was pretty And dope. I had my name engraved on the back. Like yeah. my mom got it for me with my name on the back. Um, but Was I it the one that took video? No, it was just like a... Is it the cube? The cube, the one the that little, doesn't even have a screen or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the... And it has like a little clip controls, you can put yeah, on you like can your pants like and shit. Yeah, your shirt and shit. Yeah, that. <laughs> and so I had that and I didn't have my own computer or anything. I only had... My sister was the only one with like a computer in the crib. And so she, she was also the only one that knew how to download music. Yeah. So my entire library on my iPod It's Shuffle, easier to do it now. Oh, it's so much easier. Back yeah. then, like you, yeah. you had to be like a good computer engineer. For real, you had to know like what the fuck was up. And, um, and I was so young too, so I, didn't, I had no idea. But she, th- the library that I had of music on my shuffle was mm-hmm. all my sister's. And so it was a lot of my sister's music on repeat. So I think when I had the shuffle, I think like my top three songs were like, oh my God, it's like hilarious. It was probably like um, All Star by uh classic that? uh yeah smash mouth smash mouth there you mm-hmm. go um and I, I forget the name of the band did you but... did your sister listen to a lot of rock also yeah definitely okay. she like grew up idolizing like avril lavigne and shit okay so i kind of ended up i got a little bit of that too mm-hmm. and i'm in love with avril lavigne she's amazing um literally a legend yeah um <laughs> what else was it i think there was like an avril lavigne song in there that was mm-hmm. like on repeat for me too and then uh, I feel like this was like one of my mom's songs or something, but I think it's called like Linger. I forget by it's this band and I forget the name of the band every time, but I vividly remember this song just cause it's like, it was always fucking playing in the car. on that shuffle. And then, yeah. And that was like my first iPod ever. Mm-hmm. Those are the songs I had on there. And then finally, like in middle school, I think I got my first like iPhone or iPod. I forget which one I got first. And, um, I had like this 
janky like app for like <laughs> downloading music yeah and i downloaded like um, mp3 to youtube one yeah two. literally like <laughs> some shit like that and i had um and i think it was jailbroken too so it was like a even worse like it was so sketchy mm-hmm. but i had this i downloaded the entire um good kid mad city album that was pretty good and i listened to that album front to back on the bus ride to like uh school every day like it was always that album mm-hmm. on repeat so i grew up like or I in middle school I listened to that album a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot. So that was that's one of my favorite like It's a good album. Albums. Yeah. I think there's album. some classic middle school albums or like um like twenty what, what would that be? Uh, good Kid Mad City would be what, twenty thirteen? I think it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve? Maybe twenty thirteen. Not sure. Who can am I tripping or who who no, it wasn't that album, but it was Kendrick's other album. It was to Pippa Butter the for the Grammys. It was to Pippa Butterfly. Macklemore, Kanye's album. Yeah. And, and I think a Jay-Z. No, yeah. Or, or my, and, uh, there was another, the fourth. I remember. Is this someone where Macklemore ended up winning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so lame. Yo, my mind got <laughs> that's blown. That's so lame. <laughs> the greatest album literally, of the year. Like, literally next to all these amazing albums and Macklemore won. That's a fucking bummer. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the moment where I felt, you know, the Grammys... It's like, who cares? Yeah. After that, it's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I think well, they think me? their recent show was just like TikTok, like songs to a T. Yeah, literally. They had the baby. Yeah, of course. Ugh. For a moment, he was funny, but then like after that whole thing. Um, I'm going to say it. Fuck the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have to. I agree. He's a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah. I agree. Yeah. The, and like, I don't know. It was funny at first, like let's go, but it was funny. For Honestly, a bit. yeah, that's that was, was really good. That was good. That was but like funny. anything after that, I was no. like, God, you fucked this up. Like you. Every just, time I see him, just now, had to I'm open like, your mouth. Exactly. Like, like just <laughs> shut up. Like just shut the fuck up. His face but is so big. It like it's big. so wide. Yeah, he has like a, like his body is interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when I tell you he came up? Like, oh, what? What's up? I tell you who he's built like? Who's he built like? He's built like Scrappy Doo. Does that make sense? Yes. Like no, literally spot on. Spot <laughs> like on. I was tiny legs, s- like big upper body. Upper, upper body. Yeah. Do, do you remember when he was coming up? I think it was like. Didn't he wear like he diapers? Up. Yeah. He was like at South by or something wearing diapers. They, I think at the time he was called dude. baby Jesus. So he would dress up as a baby in diapers and then perform. Oh God. That's ridiculous. I can't even. Yeah. That's funny. Anyways, <laughs> the baby. <laughs> But yeah, who he is. like, I forgot where I was going with this. For like, I don't know. I feel like music's evolving slowly. I I'm, I hope I, I hope it gets. I think we've had some really. I think within our lifetime, there's been some pretty solid albums for yeah. at least 2010 to 2020. Yeah, for sure. But I really like this new, like, wave of artists because. My hypothesis is my music theory hypothesis is that we're going to get a lot of like, we're going to get not, it doesn't even have to be country folk. We're going to get a lot of bluegrass. Yeah. uh, We're a new, a a new set of alternative artists, new set of like rock alternative artists that, and also black uh, alternative artists too. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting like a new wave of that. I'm like really excited. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Is, do you see music going somewhere? Like whenever you like, 
It could be either at like at face value or, uh, you know, the music that you're listening to. Mm -hmm. Do you see it evolving in a way or or is there an artist project that you're like, yeah, I can see where music's. Lately. I don't know. It's kind of been like. It's kind of crazy because late as much as there's been like so many good projects and so many good songs coming out lately. Lately, I've just I've been going back to like a lot of the stuff that I kind of grew up listening to, like a lot of that mm. old Kendrick stuff, a lot of like old mm, like Mac Miller, um, Schoolboy Q, like all the TDE mm-hmm. stuff. Like a lot of that stuff is the stuff that I came up with, and I've I've found myself like kind of just gravitating towards a lot of that old stuff lately. And I don't know if it's just me, like kind of out of nostalgia or out of yeah, like nostalgia or just because. I mean, like you said it, like there's so many good projects coming out right now. So Mm -hmm. many good singles, so many cool artists coming up right now. Um, But I don't know, for some reason, like I've just been like gravitating towards a lot of the, that stuff that I kind of came up listening to. Um, There is one artist that I've really, like I've had her album on repeat for the past maybe month. Her name's Charlotte Day Wilson. She Mm -hmm. has this album called Alpha and it's, pretty good chef's kiss if like, you could describe the song how would you describe it um it's kind of like a blend of like it gives me i don't know i feel like i haven't gone back and listened to like her old stuff but i feel like she maybe started like with like it, it kind of has like a folk like mm-hmm. undertone to it but a lot of the production and instrumentation is very fresh like um a lot of drum programming a lot of like stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's i'm really i'm really liking that sound yeah it's, we're it's like so it's good. a mix of like i don't know what it is like i appreciate like as much as i hate like glitch whatever hyper pop like yeah like I'm, as much as like i i don't like it i like it it's yeah i think re- it's see like that's one of those genres that's like it was like a huge i feel like for like music like it took like a big step kind of forward into getting like, cause I feel like before that, like that seen, kind of music was so, do you ever seen like a whole, like, let's say it's on Ableton or, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's say you're looking at this Ableton program. I, I've seen like where the whole Ableton is full, yeah. like every, every definitely is yeah. just a different little sound. Yeah. But yeah, definitely that that's like, that blows my mind. Like, yeah, it's how- insane. Even for me, like <laughs> I, when I produce, I keep my production very, very simple. Um, if you've listened to like anything that I produce, you'll you'll go hear it. And if you really pay attention, it's like it's so simple. I probably the last ten songs that I've released with an artist have probably been less than like ten tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as the production goes, it's so simple. And but then you see artists that just go crazy with a hundred plus tracks Mm -hmm. and each one is a different sound and they're all layered to make it sound like something crazy. And it's, yeah, like that's, I feel everyone has like their own process and, you know, it just depends on how they go into it and the kind of music they're making too. You know, a lot of it, a lot of music kind of requires like that kind of overproduction Mm -hmm. and like oversampling over, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. And you got to go all out and just cut cut the fat, Um, get you. And then I feel like, you know, the music that I kind of make is very, it's, it's simple. It doesn't like ask for a lot. It doesn't require a lot. And I like to leave, 
I like to leave room for the artists too to kind of do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, there's always room to just do any post-production if I have to, you know, mm-hmm. in the back end. So it's, I kind of always, I've always been one to like leave it open for the artists to kind of do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do and kind of get a feel for the track. And for that artist that you were mentioning, I, I know you mentioned like, um, like drum programming and, you know, adding these little details. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to touch back on, I, I, there's like, I don't know too sure what kind of genre this music is coming up. But I've been gravitating it to like a lot because it's it's a mix of like it's a mix of like post rock mm-hmm. adding these like little like effects in them yeah. that make it a little bit special. Yeah. But I don't know what it is because hmm. I, I, I think Death Entertainment's new album was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard it, but just check it out. And I forgot this other album. It's like an album that's black and white and there's like stuff coming off on the side. That one's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really like this new wave of like, or it's alternative, but it's also like this weird psychedelic experimental thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm really enjoying that right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, I mean, it's always been like, I feel like the last like maybe 10, 15 years of music has been a lot of like, genre blending genre mending and it's like it's just like it's starting to turn into like genres like um i don't know i mean like mm-hmm. i guess hyper pop might be like a good example i think just because it's like <laughs> it's a mixture of fucking everything <laughs> like it's for, it's crazy for, for hyper pop i don't know where like i'm sure it has like origins yeah but there was a moment where hyper pop didn't feel like hyper pop it felt like techno does that make sense yeah. Like, do you remember 2010, 2011 when it was like party everything? Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. Like, like t shirts was... that said, dude, bro, yes. Yeah. Like, literally. I think, you know, we've had our eras of the, you know, the LMFAOs, the, yeah. you know, the party antics, what, the Chris Browns. What the... were those two, like, white dudes? 303? Is that what they're 303? Called? Yeah. Like, those guys. See, I feel like that was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I might piss people off, but I feel like that was like early hyper pop mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Like, or that like influenced hyper pop in a weird way. Yeah. You and know? I think we go through these, like every five years we go through like a Renaissance, like party. You yeah, know? Like, <laughs> for sure. For sure. No, definitely. Definitely. I feel, I, hmm. I wonder if we're hitting that. I feel like we haven't had anything like that in a while, but yeah, I think we're, we're going to get there pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to come back to that. Give it a little bit. Give it some time. I think we're going to, I'm down though. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, these I'm Roblox kids are gonna d- do something. Oh fuck! They're gonna <laughs> the do something. Roblox kids. They're gonna do something with no, it. No, they're gonna. Yeah, they're up to something. They're they're onto something for sure. Ah right, man, like, I love music because like music can be anything, like dead ass. Like no, for sure. You can mix genres and I'll I'll, I'll listen to it. and I'll be like, what the? F-? I don't know how you did that. Yeah. But like, you made it work. Exactly. You know, you cracked the code on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. One of my favorite artists lately has been, um, have you ever heard of Krungbin? Mm. They're, uh, I think they're out of Houston. It's like a three piece band. Um, so it's like a guitar player, bass player and a drummer. Um, and yeah, they're out of Houston and they, what they do, it's kind of like psychedelic, like I guess rock mm-hmm. you could, or a psychedelic funk soul. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it, but it's one of those things where they kind of, blended uh multiple genres together to create like this one really beautiful sound and now Mm -hmm. it's like 
I'll hear their song in the background and immediately know it's a Krungbin song. But you mm-hmm. can also hear what are they called? Krungbin. Krungbin. I think it's like oh, K-H-R-A-B-A-U-N-G-V-I-N. They're really good. They're I know amazing. exactly yeah. what you're talking about. They're so fucking good. And I, it's, I love their instrumentation and how they like, I don't know what it is. It's like a really cohesive sound. Yes. Yeah, I think they take a lot of influence from like, um, um, just like music from all around the world. I know they, mm-hmm. they take a lot of influence from like African music, um, Spanish music, mm-hmm. um, just like a little bit of everything like they mm-hmm. you can hear it in all of their music it's, it's 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 crazy how like it's crazy how drums have come a long way yeah in either like patterns grooves and like how you or like orchestrate mm-hmm. a feeling through just drums alone yeah it's crazy no it's 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 insane i think yeah like even like if we were to just talk like hip-hop and like rap you can you'll know the difference between like a drill track and like a mm-hmm. from chicago and like a drill track from like the uk like you're gonna know the difference just because it's like the drums are different the mm-hmm. drum sampling is different you know the sounds you're using for the drums the patterns like they're so different and so unique to that mm-hmm. like specific subgenre that it's like it's so telling to what it is which is like i love that mm-hmm. you know and um it's super cool to see kind of like the progress that or i don't want to say progress so that sounds like you know, like we moved on from like the past, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's just I like think the change, I, you know, yeah, like I'm sure like these sounds or these like patterns have been made, but like to use them in a way where you're able to like portray different emotions through them, yeah. even through like a tempo yeah. change, like holy shit, like literally, there, yeah. there's some like bands where they'll go like so crazy and they'll just pitch it down in the next like five seconds. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, like, this is a totally and different like, a song. tempo change and it completely changes the song. Yeah, I love that. I think that's it's one way to kind of tell the story that you want to tell or mm-hmm. to kind of portray the emotion you want to portray. I tell you who does that really well. Anderson Pack does that really well. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like and he's such a great <laughs> drummer and vocalist and just mm-hmm. he's one of the most talented artists I think out mm-hmm. right now. I think he's killing it. Mm-hmm. And like you can tell, dude, like there's some people out there where, you know, you'll, you'll see them play, but you know it just felt like a set to them but there's some people that just run the show yeah and I, I think he's one of those people where no yeah when you see him live i, I haven't had the chance to see him like live in person but mm-hmm. i've seen like his performances and to be able to see like um just like his emotion and everything like behind what he's doing and mm-hmm. in the moment like that's the only way to explain it, is like he's in the moment and he's enjoying like every fucking second of it which is mm-hmm. so sick to see like you don't you don't see that all the time um but to know, like, you can tell he's definitely enjoying whatever the fuck he's doing whenever he's doing it. So that's cool. That's Well, where did this start? The Drake? <laughs> what would the Drake meal be? Yeah, what would the Drake meal be? I honestly, it would be like, um, it'd be something like, it'd be the Big Mac. No, I don't think it'd be a Big Mac. If Drake had a McDonald's meal, what would it be? What would you get to? What would the drink be? I'm thinking like. I'm either thinking of either like a Dr. Pepper. Or it could be like a water. A water? <laughs> Drinking some a water. large water. And no, like it has to be McDonald's. McDonald's and Drake go hand in hand. Yeah. 
You got America's top number one artist mm-hmm. for the past decade, and then you have McDonald's, the global superpower. Mm, fucking, <laughs> they run the world. <laughs> um, I really don't. I can't even imagine what the Drake movie. Drake I'm scared. Mm. I'm thinking a Dr Pepper. Because the thing is, like, I know McDonald's has different options too, right? Like, they got they got the meat, they got the chicken. Honestly, Drake would have um, the McRib. Yo, Drake yeah. would bring back the McRib for sure. But he would make it into a burger. Yeah, the McRib burger. It's not going to be like the little sandwich they have. Mm. I think he'd add something to it too. Like <laughs> mayo. Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> you make the new sauce. You're really excited about the new Drake sauce. You think it's kind of called like the, so, the drizzy sauce it's the drizzy sauce <laughs> but it's just mayo it's just mayo just drake mayo. yo jizzy sauce but it's just mayo yeah. so if you drop a little bit like you're like fuck i got some jizzy sauce <laughs> on me yo that's good that's fucking good the jizzy sauce we need it for the nuggets it'll be a burger but like a McRib. you still keep the pickles you McRib still keep the onions the, of course you gotta fuck it up with sauce the jizzy sauce to drink you'll get a, either like a dr pepper or like a classic Coke. Yeah. Mm. Should there be a second sauce? BTS sauce was kind of good. Oh, the Cajun sauce. The other one too. The sweet chili sauce. Yo, the BTS meal was dope. I mean, it was just fries and a... Or nuggets. Nuggets, fries, and a drink. But it was the sauces that really stole the fucking show. I'm not going to lie. I think BTS did a good job with their marketing. Because like kids love BTS. Kids love and BTS. they love nuggets. And they love nuggets, yeah. Like, that's like, you get tendies and then you get li- your fucking delicious sauce. Am I lying or did that sauce, the, was that sauce made before? The Which the, one? the jelly one? No, that was like new. Because I could have sworn like there was like Rick and Morty fans like saying I think that the, it's like. The, the Sichuan sauce was like very yeah. similar, but I don't think it was the same. Mm-hmm. I think it was very different. Honestly, that meal was pretty good. It was dope. I there was one day it was my friend Omar's birthday, and um he had like a little party at his crib, mm-hmm. his backyard. Um, it was like already the end of the night, and I was like fucking drunk, and I think I, there were only like twelve people left, and I got every single one of them a BTS meal. Mm. I spent ninety dollars at McDonald's that night. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's steep. That was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. And I got like, I got there. Not, not gonna we, lie, I fucked up. Look, it's a. I'm, I think it's illegal. Yeah. That Burger King allows you to get ten nuggets for one dollar. That's fucked up. That's there's something going on. No, there has to be. Like the chicken cannot be real. It's not. It's you know what it is, right? No. It's BBL fat. It's leftover BBL fat. BBL fat. Yo. Honestly, just people injecting that shit. <laughs> Trying to get a fat ass. Just a couple nuggets. Straight up syringe it. nuggets in the syringe. Dude, honestly, just it's... Losing it's, out. I got to put like duct tape and it's shit. Sus. <laughs> it's so weird that you can get that many nuggets for that little amount of money. But I mean, then again, Burger King has always been... It hasn't been the most... Mm-mm. Um, what, How do you say it? The King's been murdered. I'm sorry. It has. It's been very sketchy. I think their newest ad was kind of weird. What was it? It was... Wait, was the, it the one with the normal names on the burgers? Yeah, well, kind of. What they wanted to promote was like natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. But in the process, they were like, look at our burgers. They mold as faster as McDonald's burgers. Oh, I know. It's like... <laughs> it's like it's like the SpongeBob burger when it's all fucked the up. The fucking ugly, nasty fucking patty. 
the the pretty patty that's real fucking with worms and all shit gross full of hair and shit <laughs> yeah that's nasty that's a terrible ad yeah like okay we get it but not, we get the it. freshness part but like they make a point but also like i don't need to see like my burger all moldy yeah like i want to see like like maybe that'd be funny if like the context was like i left that burger in my car for that long yeah. and it like fucked up like i think that'd be like way wiser or more funny but yeah. like for you to be like okay we put this on display in this person's kitchen and we're gonna watch it mold for a mold, co- couple days time lapse for a couple months see what happens so you spent a bag on mcdonald's yeah that was stupid i, I mean it was great i think everyone had a great time i think everybody has a good night when you when yeah you, i mean dude yeah i get you it's, it's like just in the moment the you're end like of the night like everyone's <laughs> drunk everyone's fucking hungry you come back with a bunch of bts meals mm-hmm. like a bunch of nuggets was this the first time you tried it it was great. It was mm. delicious. I think Sounds everyone good. enjoyed it. So I had fun. Go that was BTS. Nice. Go I BTS. don't listen to your music, but I know you're a national superpower. Yeah. Global superpower, part of NATO. Go Jimin. <laughs> BTS. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And I don't know, like, mm. yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. I don't know. Like, humor for me is either like, it can either be like just i love twitter twitter is so good twitter's like the archive of like funny of the funny shit like if you want like a digital footprint of comedy even for a brief second i know jokes are stolen blah 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 blah. but but it's there yeah like it's always gonna be on there Mm -hmm. which is whoa that's like the scariest shit ever though do you ever think i feel like my digital footprint is fucked i have said the darnest things on fucking twitter mm-hmm. like some really funny shit and some really fucking <laughs> maybe gross yeah i don't know i've definitely said some like questionable stuff on twitter mm-hmm. and then it's there forever put tweets here right. <laughs> just throw them up right <laughs> here throw them oh, here fuck. i can't frame. even imagine what you'd find but yeah yeah, yeah twitter's d- it's fucking dope though i'm kind of scared of like my digital footprint, because it's like, I'll th- I think about it like in the future sense, like, dude, my kids are going to grow up. But like, what did dad think in t- 2015? 2015. And oh, I'm over fuck. here talking about like farts and shit, like. No, literally. Like farting in my hand and throwing it at my friend, like. <laughs> just like, I don't know, dude. I just can't imagine like my kid going on there and being like, I wonder what dad was up to. You know? I'm just like, oh. Like, when I die, I feel like people might go to my Twitter. And people will be like, okay, this person was feeling this on October the 5th at 9 p.m. That's That's wild. That's insane. That they timestamp your... That's too specific. Your your cognitive thought. He was also, like, at fucking Peter Piper Pizza when he tweeted this. Like, he's horny (laughs) as hell. I have (laughs) shit. Like, you know, like, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Or, like, just a slur of words. I just word vomit on the screen and you just have to decipher like what I you literally just thought at the time. like last night tweeted the most i think i did this whole suggestive thing mm-hmm. where you just like click all the oh, suggested yeah. words on top of the it, keyboard it's just it's brain fuckery <laughs> just so hard to keep up with and understand sometimes i go into twitter thinking like i'm gonna say something funny yeah. but then like there's some times where it's like i'm gonna be real emotional today yeah <laughs> it happens it happens I don't Twitter's, know. it's like, un. what's the word? Just, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Whenever the fuck you want to. Wherever the fuck you want to. I love and hate social media. Yeah. 
I love that. It's I, love hate for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that people are on it, but also like I hate me people. I hate like. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're all cognitively funny together. Does that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of I like almost hate that I know like what's going on on the other side of the world, in like a weird way. It's like obviously like that's dope, mm-hmm. but it's also like uh, mm-hmm. it just makes the world like. It makes the world feel way smaller than it really is. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like it shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I just think about like, there was a time where newspapers used to come in and you know, you got the newspaper boy, you know, like yeah. one for one fifty. You know, yeah. Like throwing. It's like, people's. that was your info. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I wake up and it's like, now I know that you, you know what happened in like three different countries yeah. in the span of seconds. That like four people got struck by lightning in fucking India. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. <laughs> like don't <laughs> it, look we're we're going through this like information age where everybody has access to all this info yeah it's just scary on what no, people have access to it's fucking insane because you'll get like misinformation you'll get like yeah yo. twitter's like twitter's like you'll go into it and then you'll see a video of people fighting and you'll get the context where you didn't need to know that information yeah like i forgot what video it was where there was these two ladies who interrupted like a kid's party uh-huh. And then they posted their address on the Twitter post. Oh god! Like people were like, "Oh, attack!" Blah blah blah. And then I sing, remember seeing a video on TikTok of people at that person's house like <sighs> harassing them. I'm like, dude, like that's so crazy. Like, like where do you where do people find like information like that and are blatantly like? Yeah. Here and it's go. like it'll work and like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's like fucking terrible. But mm-hmm. like. I don't know it's just like it's all like fucking crazy i think the misinformation thing is just insane though like how i feel like as much as like these social media platforms try to get rid of read all this misinformation out. like it's never gonna fucking go away like people are gonna read whatever the fuck they want to read and take whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they want to take from I, whatever they're reading i think facebook went through a huge fall because they they noted that all of the they've only the only posts that they fixed that were dealt with either fake news or misinformation or even like anything a lot of people post like the people that who mitigate posts and like are yeah kind of like the policing force of facebook mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's not no. there there's yeah. only three percent of posts within probably one third of the world yeah like facebook has that grass that it's crazy like the point where you have one third of the world on it yeah with their name and info or I think recently, if you have a funeral, you can have your funeral on Facebook. Like you have not even like life feed it like on your own thing, but like if you die, your Facebook You're profile probably can end up yeah. ends up like a grave. Yeah, like it ends up like a memorial. Like oh, that's fucking insane. That's crazy, right? It's like surreal. Like that's not that's like some uh, what's that show? Um, Black Mirror type shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like so. Like I understand it's not real, but yeah. it almost feels real. It feels real. Fuck yeah, it feels real. But yeah, I have like an eerie, like I love hate technology. Like I have a love hate for it, but yeah, as you get older, you just become a little bit more wise to it. And I think you and people our age have kind of knew how to work our way around it. Yeah. But there's some people where. No, sir. Mm -mm. They believe everything, everything, everything. And it's fucking terrible. Mm hmm. It's terrible. Like you'll That's tell why me. I just I don't even take social media seriously because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like how could I take 
social media seriously when there's so much just bullshit on there mm-hmm. it's like no that's why i i love twitter for the fact that i can go on there and just laugh my fucking ass off mm-hmm. at bullshit all day and that's it like that's mm-hmm. the only thing i'm gonna take away from twitter like i don't even look at the articles i don't look at the fucking because it's like i don't know if that's fucking real mm-hmm. you know like i'd rather go look for that myself when i can mm-hmm. if it's something i'm really interested in or something that i'm like questioning but it's like I'm not going to go on Twitter looking for fucking information on COVID anymore. Yeah. You know, like maybe at the beginning mm-hmm. when everything was like happening, but it's like, now you have people like no. taking like horse pills and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm not going to go to fucking Twitter for COVID information. Like, I'm not going to, no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to inject myself with like five Burger King patties. Like I no. promise you that's not, gonna <laughs> that's not, that's not something I'm going to be doing anytime that's wild. soon. I don't know. It's insane. We're it's in for a ride. Crazy. I think, I think with like the expansion of technology, I think we're in for a weird ride. A fucking crazy ride. I don't know. I'm I'm excited though. I'm excited to see what technology is going to mm-hmm. have to offer in the next. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's going to be a point in technology where it's like, we're just going to plateau? I think we're going to go. Do you think th- it's like just always going to be? Um, I think we're going to plateau after. I think we're going to. Mm, I don't know. I think I think the plateau in my head is the moment. You ever seen the 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 Elon bot, the the, thing, yeah. the whatever the that the, robot the, that he's gonna yeah the build that self helps self helps. It's an actual body. Yeah. Imagine that shit on your couch, mm. like just <laughs> <laughs> like that was good. <laughs> that was for literally <laughs> no literally like it's dude, gonna. Just like, and just have a like you just cock. tell it to turn on and it's like, that's, like, I don't know, dude. Like, no, that's fucked up. That's, I think that's fucking weird. And I like that Tesla bot, make me eggs, like take care of my children, pay my taxes. You know, like, dude, <laughs> might as well pay rent too. Yeah, dude. Like Tesla work for me. Give me half know. of the fucking rent money. Honestly, I know we make fun of Grimes. She made a good point where she's like communism technology and they work for us and we're free bodies but also parts of me is like what's the human experience if we're not like connecting anymore at that point you know the robots robots gonna do your job you stay home you consume whatever's on the internet as you normally would but Mm -hmm. you still don't have that initial like drive for anything yeah i feel like that that drive and that kind of um i was gonna say motivation to but i mean it's not really it's just kind of like that need like to oh, i don't know how to explain it i was gonna say need to survive but that's kind of lame too mm-hmm. um no yeah like that drive to just do what human you nature do. yeah to like work whatever it is it's like i feel like that like kind of keeps taking us, care of your kid like imagine yeah. having a tesla bot wake up and you're telling it like oh go cradle my kid he's crying it's like no like that's fucking weird we're gonna have yeah like the rise of technology is gonna be kind of weird i think the part where it may like plateau i think would be um i think after the tesla bot and after the roads are fully driving like with cars like automated cars mm-hmm. automated like just cars. self-automation yeah that'd be fucking crazy but i just don't like that we're like the generation where we're in this in between or at least a large amount of us right I'm not saying just 20 somethings but like a large amount of us are in this medium where you know we want technology ex- advances to happen but you know, at the cost of like what? Exactly. Yeah. 
Like yeah. data is what data is more expensive than oil right now. Like a barrel of oil, like your information is probably like more than what gas is. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't know. I think, I feel like it's like, we're in a weird point where it's like, we can't really, honestly, I don't think we can live without some form of technology. Like we can't, our entire day to day requires, mm-hmm. you know, I don't go a fucking no, every second. hour without looking at my fucking phone yeah. throughout the day when I'm awake, you know? Mm-hmm. And even when I'm asleep, like I'm using technology in some way, whether it's like a fucking ceiling fan or some shit. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, we're at a point where it's like, we can't live without it, but it's also like. <sighs> the conveniency of it all feels so like you can live without it, but also how convenient do you want your life? Exactly. Like as much as I want to tell myself like, oh, I don't need this. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of need it. Mm-hmm. You know, like as much as I want to get a fucking flip phone it's like oh, i'm not mm-hmm. gonna do that like mm-hmm. <laughs> i always tell myself like i'm gonna get a flip phone i'm just gonna blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna go offline but then it's like there's that one phone it's called like a light phone and it's like it's like a little it kind of almost looks like an iphone yeah but it, it, it has like a little, little smaller quite a lot smaller tiny little it's not even like a led screen it's like a shitty little like game boy screen three buttons yeah and it's like all you can do is text call and mm-hmm. I think that's like, and it. even if you wanted to send a text, you would have to do the original like pin. Yeah, back. like the, like there's no fucking touchscreen on that shit. Yo, people, so that's like, that's super minimal. But even then, it's like people's finger game on that, bro. Oh, bro, must have been going I had, ham. I had a cousin who he wouldn't look at his phone when he was typing, and he would just send texts like that. How the fuck? And he'd just be talking to like anybody else, and I was like, bro, you're <laughs> fucking. It's weird. Cyborg. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> That's like hella weird. I love that it keeps us connected, but parts of me doesn't want to know everybody's cognitive thought every second. Like yeah. I want to know how my friends are feeling, but also I don't want to feel like I have to hold their hand through. Does that makes sense. Like I want to yeah. be there, but like, I don't want to feel like I'm like, Oh, what's wrong? You know? Yeah. No, definitely. I feel like I've been on like both sides of that where like, I'm like worried for my fucking friends because they're tweeting like every emotion that they're going through mm-hmm. like every second of the day, which is like, you or, know, do you, or like right? some go through like a Kanye ran. You're like, are you okay? Yeah. It's like, Oh, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. are you, you're not okay right now. Um, or in, on the other end, it's like, I've definitely ranted like that myself, yeah. you know? So, um, I think we've all been there, but yeah, it's just fucking insane. Although I do like that. Like you were saying earlier, how like social media is kind of like an archive mm-hmm. for like everything that we go through and like, literally what we're feeling in that moment like we can just have it there forever you know mm-hmm. so i think that's kind of cool like it it definitely i like being able to like you know if there's mm-hmm. something cool that happened i can post it and it's just going to be there mm-hmm. for as long as i want it to be you know yeah so that's kind of cool i think for me i think mm, i want to say like i'm gonna get off twitter at age 30 25 mm-hmm. i'm just lying to myself yeah no i'm <laughs> definitely gonna be on twitter if i mean if it's around yeah i'm probably gonna be on there my whole fucking life i think which is know. crazy yeah tiktok kind of like changed the game Ooh, tiktok did change the game i don't like tiktok i'm gonna be completely honest mm-hmm. i oof, but that's kind of so i don't use tiktok but i consume a lot of like instagram reels with tiktok which is like mm-hmm. tiktok essentially so i guess i'm nowhere to be i'm no, no one to say I that i don't promise you TikTok. don't get on the app it, yeah. it will save you a couple brain cells <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely and like for a person who's like very lost sometimes whenever like throughout the day like yeah 
TikTok will consume it for a good while. Not healthy. Not, I'm, no, I can I've admit that. No, I've caught myself like on Instagram reels for two hours and I'm just like, I thought I was here for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's just... Time's weird. You just consume, 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 watch, 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 mm-hmm. watch. And it's like, it's that format mm-hmm. of um, content is fucking addictive. It's insanely addictive. And they crack the fucking code. Whoever invented TikTok, crack the fucking code with that. Like to every interest you have. Format. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're into. If you're into fucking cooking. At the time. Yeah. Even like it can be chronological. Like at this time you were liking this. At this time you were liking yeah. this. And the algorithm too is like insane. The Instagram algorithm. I'm sure the TikTok algorithm is fucking crazy. But it's, it's but, for me, it's weird. Like it's weird to think that zeros and ones can formulate what I like. Yeah. I don't like Or that. like it knows what the fuck I like, you yeah. know? It's like, yo, like you saw this for this amount of time, so you're probably going to fuck with this, and then it gives it to you, and then you just fall into the fucking rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. It's insane how far like, I think, all that shit's come. I think there was moments like that where on YouTube there was people that were, even like kids, like they were confused on YouTube, so they would put up funny videos and, you know... You put up funny videos and then you get you get political commentary, funny videos. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, you know, these people that are shaped by this sort of comedy, they're paired in suggestion box with these people that are in the alt-right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And like their their perspectives change and, you know, like their their ideals change because, you know, at this time, this is funny. There's a collective group amount of people that do it. I think YouTube was the start of that weird algorithm yeah. type thing that like if you like this you like this but i think tiktok kind of cracked the code they nailed it no youtube was definitely a really i think it definitely started like that whole um like for you that whole like like for me i'm not gonna lie to myself like my whole life has been like me and this computer yeah or me and a computer mm-hmm. like me and a phone like i'm not gonna lie to myself like i i, I understand i've had experience with my parents whatever but like for me, it's felt like I've, I, I've got everything I've had to get out of this. Yeah. Like from the games to like information to X, Y, and Z, what you can do, what you can learn and mm-hmm. open and discover. And, you know, like, I think I've gone through that whole knowledge of it where I kind of got it down. It's, but yeah, it's just so like, it's, it sounds so corny, but it's like, it's just, it will always blow my mind how accessible like literally everything fucking is through no like you one purchase of a phone phone. and like you got the whole the whole fucking world in your hands and that sounds super corny but it's so fucking true yeah like the fact that you're you can like look at local world news in a couple seconds and talk to your friends and it's all within this little this little fucking thing it's fucking stupid that's crazy yeah there's no need but i don't know it is what it is man why can't we be cavemen (laughs) Fucking, should just go back to that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna join like a. We should do that. We should just make a caveman group. Just all of us. Some drums. That's it. Just drums, and vibes, a fire. Someone brings grapes. Someone brings the bread. No, we we all forage, and hunt. Just create a fire. Yeah. Just and in. then we we start a fire at the beginning of the day, and we're like, all right, split up, mm-hmm. and then we just come back with whatever we get, with a, whatever we find. Mm-hmm. We go to HEV. Just vibes. HEV. <laughs> you it's you a come hall. back with like a pound of fajita. It's know? a mukbang. We're just like cooking a fire right here. Fucking ramen noodles and shit. Yo. That's funny as fuck. Dude, I have lately, I've been, 
watching <laughs> so many mukbang videos it's it's like not okay Dude, and I, I there was think a it's moment where I was doing that too. Like I was laughing at them, but like there's moments where I'm like, that piece looks kind of fucking <laughs> <Yo>. good. <laughs> like that. There's this one guy. I think he's like Korean. His name's like Seo, and mm. I literally, he eats like these like hot Cheeto fried things. Yeah, and I'm always like, oh, fuck, like that looks fucking hot good. Cheeto fried. Like they so like, it's like layer it's it. It's like a mozzarella stick fried in like hot Cheetos, mm. and it's like, oh fuck. And honestly, I've been like dieting like the past like month and a half or like month. Mm-hmm. And so I eat like twice a day and it's like just like little meal preps. So it's like chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. So and I eat the same shit every fucking day and it fucking sucks. But I mean, it is what it is, right? Dude, I need that discipline. Like and I, for me, I need to eat more. So yeah. I need that discipline. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm trying to eat less. So it's like so hard because I'm so used to eating whatever the fuck I want, whatever the fuck I want it. And so now it's like, I'm only eating twice a day, only eating from 12 to eight. Mm-hmm. I can't eat before that or after that. It's fucking crazy. And so, but I think I, I think that's why I got into these fucking mukbang videos. Cause it's like, I'm eating through them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like they want what I'm watching. I want. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching them. I'm like, oh, like I would fuck that up right now. Mm-hmm. You ever seen those mukbangs where like, like they're so like mundane foods. Like there'll be this girl open up like a king crab. Oh and yeah, those motherfuckers yeah. be so big, They're like a giant fucking <laughs> crab. Yes, they'll like just like crack them <laughs> open and just like break off their legs, and they'll be or like they'll have like a squid on the table. Yeah. And oh, shit. have you seen when they get like the the squid mm-hmm. and they pour like soy sauce on it and they like and it's like comes to fucking life. <laughs> That's fucking. I don't think I could ever eat that shit. No, no. I saw one recently on Instagram where this girl poured soy sauce on like some shrimp, mm. and they literally jumped off the plate the fuck like, they just shot off the plate i was like how how are you gonna eat that and she yeah. devoured them alive or whatever the fuck they were it was fucking scary parts of me is like no i'm not gonna say it no it's okay. no no yeah i'm not gonna say it. i'm gonna i'm gonna get like vegan people mad but like i love vegan food i love i love vegan food i love tofu me too Tofu's really good so good um not sponsored um Tofu's pretty good. Um, Wouldn't the pizza's pretty though. good. Vegan pizza's pretty good. What's nope. vegan pizza? Mm, <laughs> um, you'll get like... Is it the cauliflower crust or is that gluten-free? Mm, that one's good. I hate cauliflower crust. You don't. But I've only... Okay, I've never had Wait. a cauliflower crust at a pizza place. I've only had it like from the box, like frozen. It was mm. fucking disgusting. I hated it. Crust? Cauliflower crust. Like the bread is... I've had it's cauliflower not on it. It's not bread. It's mm. it's it's not bread. It's cauliflower crust. Mm, I don't it's know. Gross. It's gross. It, it's not. It sounds good. like more crunchy. No, it's it's super mushy. One bite and it's falling. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's mm. like like powdery. Muk- What's your favorite like mukbang video? Like, what was one food where you're like that shit? It's good. Mm. Mm. Oh, uh, there's this thing called like army stew and they literally, it's just like a culmination of like everything. It's like mm-hmm. spam, bean sprouts, cabbage. Most American food um, there is. Yeah. For <laughs> real. Um, what else? Uh, fucking like ramen noodles, um, like sausage, like weenies, shit like that. This uh, is the rock meal. This is what yeah, the rock eats. Like eggs, cheese. Um, fucking everything, like everything, veggies, onions, like all that shit. The Rock, ma- The Rock ate and this before he made the new song. It's just yo. <laughs> we'll talk about that right now. Oh, okay, God. 
and they just like it's just like a big stew and like some spicy broth uh-huh. and it's just all heated up together and you just eat it that looks i've never had it and i've every time they make it i'm just like like i need that mm-hmm. but it looks so like unhealthy i feel like i'm gonna feel like a piece of shit after mm-hmm. but who gives a fuck i might make it one of these days on like a cheat day or some shit because that sounds just mm. go live go live and make it yo can i i talked about this on the other podcast um we were probably close it off on that um so i know that like on twitter you're able to like talk to like amount of people so just tell me like whenever you open spaces yeah the what's your obsession with people farting <laughs> whoa got down to the business dude no that's like, that's like one of those things that's like, <laughs> i'm like nervous laughing you're like, like it's like uh anyways nah <laughs> i don't know why and i think it's because i'm a fucking child but this farting is just fucking hilarious farting's pretty good it's it's always gonna be one of those fucking it's like a release through your things. mouth laughing yeah and then from behind and yeah that's what it is it's like on a very serious note like farting is just a huge relief mm-hmm. i think everybody needs to fart and if you've never farted that's a lie because you have Pepto, don't don't know her. Don't know that. Tum tums, don't know that. Mm-mm. Fart it out, just fart it out. Even though it hurts, just fart it out. Doesn't matter what you're going through. More than likely, you can fart it out, and that's it. That's Lactose all that matters. intolerant, afraid of cheese. So when Eat I start all. when I start these fart spaces on on Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a like a big like PSA. Okay. You know, like just fart it out. Mm-hmm. Like let's all fart it out together. Mm-hmm. pretty much yeah and like who wins is there a, is it a contest or is it more of like a like a like a community to it's oh almost like almost like therapy like stress relief you know you yeah. come in yeah say what you need to say and let it out and if it, it happened to be the best fart you'll get a five dollar cash out from me personally i think i'm the only judge i think we should host we should host one in real life no 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 we oh. should we should have another podcast yeah where it's like you me someone else fartcast and we have people on the line on a twitter space yo and best fart wins best best fart wins like 25 bucks oh no no 20 okay winner for best fart wins a gift card a 25 dollar gift card to panda express panda Panda, Burger King, or McDonald's? Ooh, Burger King. No, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burger King would be a good place to to eat there. Eat, eat there before. Like, give, give it a try. You know, we're very democratic here. Just eat some Burger King. Come on the podcast. Tell me how it was. We'll see if it wins. You really, you really caught me by surprise with the fart space. Not going to lie. You have to. That was great. Like, and at the end, you, you, everybody's so anxious. Like, we collectively, like, let one go. Yeah. Just cut to the bullshit. Just, just let it go. Mm-hmm. We let don't have to smell it. Like, no. like that's the beauty of the Twitter fart space. Mm-hmm. I think technology needs to go a little step ahead. So we have smell vision through the TV. See, that's my thing is sometimes people can't handle the smell. They're not built like us. <laughs> Whoa, 
They don't. And so it, it helps that they can't smell it through Twitter because they can get the relief they came to, <laughs> they, they were chasing. They can get that without the anxiety of, am I going to smell this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to think about this person's fart later? Exactly. They're not. No. They're not. They leave it all, all in the space. Mm-hmm. We, so that's we won't lie. We won't say who had the best fart, who who had a stinky fart. Just come in, sit down, eat maybe eat some dairy a little bit before. Like do eat a little do. bit of carbs, eat a fiber one, um, get it going, and we'll have just, a protein shake right before. We'll just go from there. Yeah, but we'll keep it civil. We'll keep it democratic. We'll get one person on the line and just let them have it. I think that that's a great idea. I think you you you. Might I think we just, should utilize Twitter Spaces. We should. That's such a great way to utilize them. I think. I think this was a good podcast. I really, I'm glad that you came over. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad we were able to talk music, the community, yeah. and, you know, have some fun. Hell yeah. And uh, do you want to introduce yourself again? Um, my name's Diego, 5K. Um, Where should we follow you on? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's all 5K Marathon. Um, I'm trying to think if it's different on anything. Twitter, Instagram, that's pretty much what I use. Um, go... Yeah, go follow me and see all the shit I tweet, all the shit I post. I'm on like a fitness journey, fucking journey right now. He's so buff as a, fuck, bro. It's a lot of that. As you can tell, it's working. Paying off. We um, almost we almost had to like CGI yeah. a lot of work. They had to. This is actually it's post real. CGI. They had to cut him down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was too big. It's too so, big. We gave him I'll the SpongeBob arms. Uh, yeah. So it's a compression suit. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of leaking through it a bit. So, but yeah, I'm like on that right now. That's, I'm like a huge like health tip right now. So that's like a lot of my fucking content, but mm. hype him up, please. I need it. Leave a, leave a comment. <laughs> tell him he's doing awesome. And I'm glad that you came, dude. Like yes. it was a lot of fun. And I hope that you guys are here for another podcast. This was bunny rodeo. And thank you guys again for coming and sitting down. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh,